Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 70, Diane's Change Story, how two words change everything. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Diane, and I think you're going to love this conversation. Diane had um, a lifetime, really, of anxiety. She was constantly asking, what if? And on the other side of her what if question, so what if, dot, 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 her mind would fill in the blank with the most horrible things you can imagine. (laughs) So what if... I have anxiety in public. What if I never get better? What if I can't handle this? What if, as you'll hear in the episode, a lot of Diane's anxiety was around temperature because that looked like a big anxiety trigger to her. So as she says, what if it's too hot? What if it's too cold? And her mind would just ask these questions as they do over and over. And Diane would feel the picture that her mind painted, the answer that her mind created, like, what if I have anxiety in public? Well, that would be horrible. And here's what it would look like. And here's what it would feel like. And here's what it would mean. And here's what would happen. So she, and like many, many of us, she was living in that as if it was real. She was, her mind was just tossing out these what if questions and then answering them in the worst possible way. So At one point, Diane was introduced to another kind of what-if question, a what-if question that I love to ask in Little School of Big Change and everywhere that's on, on the other side of that. So what if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're okay? What if you aren't broken at all? What if anxiety is safe? What if your experience is not how it seems? So many what if questions on the other side. And I just love Diane's story so much because those what-if questions are are big for a lot of people, but it really, really struck her, you know, to have been living in this sea of what-if, to have it flipped, to, to start to consider, wow, what if I've been wrong all this time? What if I've just been scaring myself? And thankfully for Diane and for all of us, her mind ran with it in the positive direction. It opened up and she started to see a whole new world of possibility beyond all these scary images that she had been living in. And I love how she shares her story. She has some amazing experiences to share around caring for her father and the death of her father and all kinds of other things. So really, really grateful that she uh, was willing and eager really to come share her story with all of you. And I know you're going to love it. So enjoy. Hi, Diane. Thank you so much for being Unchangeable. Hi, Amy. I'm so excited to, to, um, to share you with the audience and to talk a little bit about how things have shifted for you. Um, so, so, yeah, let's just start with, like, tell us a little bit about what, what kind of brought you into this conversation, what was going on for you. Well, I'd had many, many years of anxiety right from being a kid when I look back. Um, sort of got really bad when I was about 19 and started having really bad panic attacks and 
went through the whole rigmarole of going to the doctors, medication, psychiatrists, psychologists, you name it. I did it. And it got even worse after I had my son when I was um, 27. And I was off work and I was agoraphobic then. I couldn't go out for months. Um, recovered a bit. Same thing after I had my second son when I was 30. Same thing again. Couldn't go out, couldn't go to school, couldn't really do anything. And it was like that over the years. Sometimes it was okay. Other times it was horrendous. Went through everything again, over and over again, CBT. And then four years ago, um, I came across the Anxiety Coaches podcast on the internet and had a bit of coaching with Gina on there. And from that, I started meditating. So I've, I've had a meditation practice every day for four years and a yoga practice. And that sort of really helped. Seemed to be more relaxed, but I always felt like there was a piece missing. It felt like my anxiety could come back at any point, which it did, big time again. And um, so I joined a meditation group online, which I really, really liked. And you talk to people, and there was this deepening feeling of there's something else. There's something else. And that sort of led me to, um, you know, so I've been doing that for about three years and it was last August I came across Nicola Baird's Little Piece of Man um, podcast and joined that. And that, for me, seemed to like that there was something there in that that really resonated with me. So I was in that for a while and reading everything about the three principles and books, YouTube, you name it, I was. Oh, everything and I saw you um, I saw I saw a lot of your I read all your books I saw a lot of your YouTube um, and your podcasts and what I saw around what you were saying was it was everything I suddenly realised that I happened to have anxiety but it was the way that I thought that made me have anxiety I could have had depression I could have had PTSD I could have had eating disorders and that was where it really that seemed to me the missing piece of the jigsaw was that what you were saying was co covered everything it covered my life um so I joined the little school of big change and had big changes <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love um I love how you say you were doing the meditation and yoga and all of that and it was helpful but it, but you still kind of felt like anxiety can come back and like you just knew there was something missing. I absolutely knew. As much as I loved the meditation and it relaxed my body and I was sort of getting this idea of these thoughts and we're trying to not like really listen to those thoughts and in yoga and being still and calm. And, but there was, a, there was like a, I felt a fundamental bit of the understanding was missing. Yeah. And I, obviously, I didn't know at the time what it was, but the three principles and particularly the way you teach it, this, this it encompass everything. It's your life, isn't it? It's the human experience. It's all of us. That was what made it click. It was like, oh, yeah, of course. That's, that's the bit I've been missing. So, yeah. Because we do, like we do stumble upon things that help and you're right, things like like meditation, for example, you do start to, to learn, oh, okay, there's a me beyond my thinking. Yeah. But I think like what you're, what I think you're saying, this is how it was for me too and for a lot of people is that just 
looking at how it all works together. Like just this, that framework, you know, without, I mean, it's great that we do pick it up on our own and we see things about thought when we do these practices, but, and who we are, we see that when we do these practices, but then, but then this understanding I feel comes in and like really ties it together. Like, here's why, you know. Exactly. And, and I was doing this meditation every day and thinking, but why, why have I got these thoughts? What, you know, what, what are these all about? And yeah. is there really another me? What, you know, I, could, I couldn't have worked out on my own, I don't think, even if I'd have meditated for the next 10 years. I felt like I'd hit a sort of block with that. And, and it was only by chance that I stumbled across the three principles. But straight away I thought, oh, of course, ties it all in the yoga, the meditation, everything. Yes. Suddenly made made sense and made my meditation practice much better as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So, um, so then how did it go for you when you started really looking into this understanding? Um, I mean, did you see like huge shifts in how you felt right away or was it subtle or how did it go kind of early on? Uh, Early on, I was just devouring everything and really looking big time out intellectually I wanted to read everything see everything try and work it out and there was yeah there was definitely little shifts I can remember one day sat thinking for the first time and and thinking these what I know now are habitual thoughts but the feeling that flooded through my body when I thought these certain thoughts and I can remember sitting there thinking hey this is true this is true it's not out there it's in here and that was I suppose was big but it came very slowly and and a lot of things happened and I didn't even realize that that happened and it's only when you look back and thought well that's changed that's different and it sort of came like that and then that was while I was in the little peace of mind and I felt the sort of it was all focused on anxiety and it was as if I was wanting to get away from that somehow. It was as if the anxiety, seeing it just as that was somehow holding me back because it was, I suddenly saw it was everything. It wasn't just the anxiety. It was, I needed to open up to see it somehow. Yeah. And that was when the biggest shifts sort of started. But even so, no massive big insight other than my what if, which was my biggest definite one when um and I think it was on a was it on a group call that we did where you it was around what if yeah and just the change for I spent 40 years saying oh my god what if oh my god what if oh my god what if to everything everything in a, in a scary way right <laughs> like what if this happened yeah. Oh my, you know, with a deep intake of breath. Oh my yeah. God, what if I'm sick? What if this person's sick? What if this person passes out? What if this person dies? What if it's hot? What if it's cold? It was all like that. And then we had that group call and you said about the what if. And I just sort of sat with it quietly. And just the change in the tone of what if, it suddenly became, but what if? Quiet, gentle. What if all those what ifs were real? And all of a sudden, all my, oh, oh my God, what if became, but what if? <laughs> and oh, that, that was big. Yeah. That was huge. 
Wow. So just for just for people who might not know, like we start off the little school of big change, putting, you know, kind of just considering like what if, but on the but on the other side, you know, not yeah. if what all the all these horrible things happen, like what if you're okay? What if yeah. you've always been well? What if you can't be broken? What if your thinking isn't right and true, you know? And so I love that it's so, I never really even thought of it like that. But I mean, that is, that makes so much sense that when we're stuck in anxiety and worry, we are full of what if on the scary side. So, so I can really feel that when you talk about it, how it's like, oh, wait a minute, she's taking my what ifs and they're going in a completely other, other direction. Absolutely. And, and my, my days for years were all, oh my God, what if with the big intake of breath? You know, that every minute it was, everything was scary to me. Our panic attacks, anxiety, um, didn't want to go anywhere. What if this, what if that? It just, that's, that was it. That were my days. And since then, since that, but what if that doesn't have to be? What if that isn't true? What if it can be a totally different experience? All those what ifs have turned to that curiosity. There's a curiosity in that what if it, you know, what, what if it could be different? Yeah. And that was just, it's like a whole feeling inside you of relief of like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it was amazing that. Like what if every worry is just a thought that's not true? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it does. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, you start to step into what life might feel like if none of that stuff is true. It's, it's for everyone, anxiety or not, it's completely different. But especially when you're that, you know, burdened by all that worried thinking. Yeah. And, and, I, and I applied it to everything, everything where I felt that, that contraction, that tensing, that, well, what if this? And it, it works for everything. And to the seeing of that, it's like a loosening of your whole body, like, ah, oh, yeah, whoa, that is amazing. That's so great. So, um, yeah, so tell us about uh, what it was like when your father died and around that, like, because I know that was a, a thing that you had a ton of what if thinking about, it sounds like forever. <laughs> and yeah. then it was very different than you thought it might be. Yeah, so the whole what if thinking around my dad because he started to be ill when he was about 59. He had a, a quadruple heart bypass and he was very, very ill. And at that time, it was massive. It was a huge operation, two weeks in, I don't know, a week in intensive care. And it was a big deal. And um, shortly after that, he had an aneurysm and that was another massive, scary thing. And then he had a heart attack and it just seemed to be years and years of, you know, what to me felt like he was going to die at any point. Um, and I mean, he, I remember the consultant saying to us, this bypass will give your dad another 10 years. And he was 59 when he had it and he was 87 when he died. So yeah, but he, he obviously had ill health as well. But then as he got older and got dementia, I really struggled with that. There was heaps of what if around that all the time. And at the same time, my mum started to lose her sight as well. My mum's nearly blind now. So it was like two things going on. And it was all, oh my God, what if? 
what if my dad dies? I mean, I don't know where I was going with that because somewhere I knew he obviously he would, but what if? What if he goes into hospital? What again? What if I panic too much and can't go? What if my mum can't go? What if it's hot? What if it's cold? It was all that. And really the what if conversation where I saw so much happened just before my dad died. It was only about four weeks before. So I was still in the panic mode, still in the what if mode, still really struggling with it all big time. And then came the what if and it was what if this is okay? What if this is how it's meant to be? What if all of it is absolutely fine? And it was. It wasn't anything like I thought it would be. He died. We weren't there, unfortunately, but he died and we went to see him. And that was my worst fear, doing that, because I knew my mum would want to do that. And I didn't. It was fine. It was full of love. I didn't feel scared. It felt right. Um, I can't tell you the difference of how that experience was to what I thought it was going to be. So all those years of angst, and it was 30 years of angst. Wow. And the, the reality was it felt so right. And a part of me feels a little bit strange saying that. And But it did. It felt right. And I don't feel like my dad's gone anywhere. I don't feel that's been the most amazing thing for me. I thought I'd be bereft and lost and in tears and couldn't And all I felt is a great sense of peace. And that is as here with me now, just the same as it's always been. And that's been, well, I would never have dreamt that could have been the yeah. experience. Gosh, that's so amazing, and I th- it's so it's so common. Maybe not for thirty years, but it but really for all of us in different ways. How we we suffer so much about what we imagine something is going to be like, and yeah. I mean, this is such a huge story, a huge example of how it was nothing at all like your mind told you, and all that suffering that you did while he was alive was the worst of it, in a sense. You know, it was different. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it it was awful because there were so many crisis times and so many rushing to hospital and he's going to die and then he doesn't. And it sort of became a standing joke in the family that my dad was, you know, regular thing to be an absolute death star. And then he pulled through and which is wonderful and, and everything. So it was like built up and built up. And, and on top of being an anxious sort of person, I suppose, or you know, experience and anxiety. Oh, it just, it was overwhelming, the suffering and the, um, what I thought it was going to be. And not one single second of it was how I thought it was going to be. It, it wasn't, it was full of love. It was full of peace. And if somebody had said that to me a year ago, I thought it can't be. I love how you point out, um, that like you're a lot of what if was like, what if he dies? But then it's like, you know, he's going to die. We're all going <laughs> to die. <laughs> and this is a guy who had been given 10 years and was like way past it, you know, like, of course yeah. he's, he's going to yeah. die. And you kind of knew it was going to happen relatively soon. And yet the your mind could make it such a, 
problem because that's what minds do, right? But it's so cool to see that, like how a mind will say something that's so obvious. And yet when we just hear it as a thought that we get caught up in, we really like, oh my gosh, what if he dies? And yet part of us knows darn well, yes, that's a given. So it's just interesting how we catch our thinking, making stuff up like that. So there's a sort of clue there, isn't there, already, even without any understanding of the principles. I said, he is going to, of course he's going to die, but it it was just that habitual thought that I'd got into that just came all the time. And and yeah, even because the principles are working, aren't they, all the time? And you sort of, in normal life, you do get a little glimpse of it, but you don't, you can't take it anywhere further because you don't understand what's happening properly, do you? No. Yeah. So, um, and then after he died, and I remember you telling a funny story about, didn't you like go to the funeral and you forgot your shoes? I went to <laughs> my slippers. Like that. I went to my slippers. So, yeah, so, I'm, so prior to the, to my what if moment, I, I was like, oh, what if my dad dies and I've got to go to the funeral and it's hot because I've been absolutely terrible in hot weather. Like, oh, I'm going to be all sweating. My hair's going to be a mess. My makeup's going to be run. I don't know what to wear. Blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing all these people from years ago. And all this is going on for a long time, years, you know, not even just in the past year. It was always there, these scary thoughts. And my dad's funeral was the day after the hottest day we have ever had in the UK so I spent the day before like melting um and thinking what if it's all okay what if my hair's a mess what if I go in some old top or something that's nice and cool my dad won't mind what if all this is okay and that's how I went through it and it was all so okay that I got halfway to the funeral and realized I was in my slippers so I'd actually <laughs> my little comfy slippers. So I was so okay with everything. I'd actually gone out of the house in my slippers. And even that didn't matter. Everybody was like, oh, no. How, how fun is that? I love that so much. I mean, that that is the kind of thing, yes, you would have been mortified to to imagine that. But in real time, it didn't matter. It didn't matter no. at all. Not at all. Everybody's like, oh, then nice slippers. Okay. <laughs> Everyone was probably jealous. They're like, well, those, she's a lot comfy than we are. Yeah. Yeah. But if I could have added that to my what if list last year ago, I could have added on, oh, what if I go to the funeral in my slippers? Yeah. And that would have been a big deal. Yeah. In actual fact, none of it, none of it was a big deal. It was beautiful. It was sad, crying. My sons were really upset just how you'd expect to be absolutely how I expect to be but no scariness no anxiety none of that people I haven't seen for years and what if it's all okay and it all was yeah and that's so huge too that it it was you know it was sad and it was all the feelings all the feelings were there but it but it wasn't that fear and resistance and hiding and pushing away that your mind kind of had been generating all those years. You know, it was, it was like just emotion. It was being alive. It's a huge thing in someone's life, right? And, and, and it sounds like you could just feel it, like really feel that. So it's not that you were what ifing yourself in the corner to not feel anything. You were fully feeling it. And that's the beauty in it. 
And had I been full of anxiety and full of the old what if in, I don't think I'd have felt that. I think I'd have been so in resistance to it all, so tensed up. Yeah. I don't think I'd have felt that the same. And I could cry. I could hold my mum while she was crying. I could feel, hold the lads while they were crying. They loved the granddad, absolutely. And he loved them. And, and they gave speeches, you know, at the funeral. And it was, I just sobbed the whole way through it. And I wanted to feel that. Mm. It was like a proper feeling. It wasn't a scared feeling. It was proper for my dad, yeah. for my son's their loss, for my mum, hair loss. And it, in a way, it's probably the first time I've felt a proper emotion, I think, for a very, very long time. Because it's always been hidden behind the scariness, the tightness, the resistance, the, I don't want this, I don't want this. Wow. Do you remember, uh, like, one one or a couple, like, you mentioned, um, you mentioned seeing that it this was everything is how you said it. So it's not like anxiety wasn't this separate, different thing you kind of saw. So say that in your words, like what you sort of saw around that, that was like kind of big for you. So when I was in the little peace of mind and, and that was so geared towards anxiety, which is absolutely brilliant. And can, I'm sure helps loads of people and certainly helped me, got me into the understanding, but pretty soon along that I thought this is life this isn't just anxiety my thinking or the way I who I think I am or the fact that I think that I'm these thoughts has happens to have given me anxiety symptoms but I saw and particularly when I watched you and because you were saying all the time you know it doesn't matter why you come in the little school it doesn't matter. You can, anything, absolutely anything. And I thought, I'm pretty sure that had I not had anxiety, I'd have either been depressed, I'd have been an alcoholic, I'd have been eating wrong, I'd have been, because it's so much more than anxiety. It, it's about thinking was something that we're not. And all the time we're thinking that, we can be prone to anything. So I could have gone through the through a little piece of mind and cured my anxiety, if you like, or seen through my anxiety. But had I not realised that it's everything, I could have been prone to something else. I couldn't have suddenly have gone into a deep depression. I wanted to see the bigger thing. Yeah. I felt it was the whole human thing, not just the fact that I had anxiety. Suddenly that sort of got a bit like smaller, like, hmm. Well, that's sort of just anxiety and that seems crazy when it ruled my life for so long, but I want to know more. I want to know why people, you know, eat stuff or drink stuff or it's all the same thing. Yeah, I think that's so, so powerful when we see that next level of simplicity. And so, you know, of course, like, you know, we, we start with where we're suffering, you know, so you first saw something around anxiety, which is wonderful. But I love that that next step for you was like, and for a lot of people it's like, oh yeah, this isn't just anxiety that like, that's where it just goes deep in your bones and you can't see it another way. And, and I think you're so right that it's like, we have this, 
this experience moving through us that we're uncomfortable with. And for you, for whatever reason, for me too, it just manifested as anxiety. For others, it shows up in different ways, but it's, but it's the same thing. It's all that one thing. And that, like just hearing your story and like how you, you felt like there was this missing piece, that makes so much sense. Because yeah. now it's like, whoa, that piece really is just right there in place. It makes everything make sense. And I had no idea what that missing piece was. I can remember sat there, you know, meditating and afterwards thinking, you know, I love this. You know, it feels so good and so right, but what's missing? And and no matter how much I looked, I didn't find it. And I don't suppose I was properly looking as in I'm looking for a missing piece. It was just a feeling. But the minute I heard the principles, that was it. That was the missing piece. It was the understanding of how we work. And then it was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So what's it been like since then? Are you still seeing little things new or like how are things going now? I just think things sort of gradually change. And and now I'm saying those things to you. They sound big. You know, they sound like, oh, I did. I did have big insights, but it hasn't felt like that. It's just felt like, a gradual change and, and I still get anxiety. I still get, you know, that hit of panic. You know, I still get that, that yesterday. And, but there's like, I'm like, oh, you know, habitual. That's my body doing what it does. And within seconds it's gone. Hmm. It just goes, it just disappears. And I love watching my mind and what it does. I love seeing this habitual way, the patterns that I would have never have known that. I had no idea that our brain was like a machine and that it it sends out all these messages and they are habitual. But I would have said 23 hours out of the day, 23 hours and 50 minutes, my mind was just habitual. The same patterns that have been running for 40 years, scary patterns. And I love that, that taking a step back and watching it, seeing my mind playing out these patterns and there's that space. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was in the, I was in them thoughts. They were real. That was me. That was my life. Scary, scary, scary. What if, what if it? Now I'm, there's some space between me and that. And so like, yeah, it's okay. You can. You can say and be and do whatever you want, but I'm back here. I mean, that is it. Like when we can see our experience and and it's okay. And, and I think we get to that place, like you're saying, because we see, oh, this is just how it works. It's not about me. It's okay. It's just how it works. That space then, of course, right? Like we can, we can handle anything if there's a bit of space there and we know it's not us. It's just yeah. getting to that place. But I love how you say that because I see that too. And then again, the whole, you know, it's just so ironic that we were out trying to change anxiety and fix our thoughts and change our feelings and all of that. And what you're saying is the complete opposite of that. It's like, no, let them just be there, but understand them. And that's what leads to huge change. And when you first hear that, when you first come across the principles and you're like, no, no, never. You know, it Mm -hmm. cannot work that way. I need to be doing something. I need to be fixing this. I need to be going in my head and working it out and blah, blah, blah. And then, but that's the gradualness. 
I don't think that comes in a, or certainly hasn't for me in a big insight. It's just gradually the space seems to have opened up. And I realize now that I am not these thoughts. And I suppose at the beginning you think, well, who am I then? Because I've been them all my life. So you've got to find who you really are. And I think that does take time. I don't, well, it certainly did for me, mm-hmm. little by little by little, that by that space opening up a bit, by that constantly watching this sort of mind spit out this same old, same old stuff over and over again. And um, and that, that's not me. And I, I get that's not me now, but at the beginning I was like, well, who am I then? Yeah. It, but now that you have this like softer kind of curiosity around things you don't it just sounds like you're not in a mad rush to figure out who you are you don't you know it's it's fine it's going to be revealed as it's revealed and we're all kind of exploring that forever I think yeah and and you can't make it I realize that now all the sitting down with all the YouTube and the books and and opening up and quieting down and da 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 it's never gonna work but I guess that's that's our nature to do that isn't it we've always done that and and we do that, but once once the sort of real scariness has gone, once there's that bit of space and you're not as frightened, it's like, you know what, I can sit back and let this unfold. And for me, that's the beauty now. It's like, I, want this, I, I don't want this to ever stop. I don't want not to be surprised one day by, wow, that changed and I didn't even know when it changed that's different and when did that happen and all that it's it's just so amazing and so fascinating and it's like a journey where it's you just don't know what's around the next corner yeah Oh, I love this so much. Thank you, Diane, so much for sharing your story. I know it's going to help so many people and like we were talking about before we started people love stories <laughs> they love just hearing someone's journey and I just think yours is amazing. And, and again, in particular, in some ways, because it, it, it isn't like this amazing, like overnight thing. But I, but I love as you're sharing it, that as you look back, you're like, wow, well, that kind of was big. So it speaks to that too. It's like in the moment, we're just, we're just adjusting. We're just, you know, recalibrating and just seeing what we see. And it doesn't necessarily feel huge in the moment. But then, I mean, this has been a relatively short period of time for you. Then you look back and you think, whoa, a lot has happened. So that's so, so cool to see. Yeah. And, and I love that when you go on the forum and you start typing away and you're like typing this and I'm typing that and I'm saying this and you got to the end and you think, well, do you know what? I've answered my own question to start <laughs> off with. Yes. <laughs> and none of that that I've written is really true because that changed. You know, it's a, speaking it out or typing it or talking with people and you see stuff that you've missed. Like, yeah, just that feeling just then. Do you know what? I've had some big insights and I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you so much for being on the show, Diane. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving a quick review on iTunes? Those reviews go a very long way in attracting brand new listeners to this new paradigm. And that's what I'm all about. Thank you so much to those of you who have reviewed it already. I really, really appreciate you listening and rating and reviewing so much. 